<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? Great episode. Loved it. Loved it. Needed it. You're gonna, Special. You're, you know what? You're going to love it. I think you are. I hope we, you are. We break some good news, interesting good news, interesting emotional talk, spiritual talk, and lots of laughs. Lots, lots of LOLs. Get the get out of here. Get You're going to love here. it. Um, let's get to it as quickly as possible. I do a monthly Largo show. If you want to come see me do stand-up, Bill Bird, John Mulaney, Amy Schumer, uh, Judd Apatow. These are some of the previous guests, recent guests. Uh, this one, next one is August 5th. Go to largo-la.com for tickets. Also, um, Montreal, just for Last mm-hmm. Festival. I'll be there doing a live podcast with Val in Montreal. And just for Last Escapes, I'll be in Cancun doing stand-up comedy and live podcasts. Craig Robinson, Dane Cook, others. It's going to be great. Um, Josh Adam Myers, really, really fun. Uh, just look that up. Just for Laughs Escapes, Cancun. And come go on vacation and see some comedy. What's better than that? Uh, and if you like the show, why not try a Pete's Pick? I'm wearing one right now. These are my perfect jeans, my PJs. Perfect jeans. I love them. As you know, I am a hater of hard pants. I don't understand how it's 2022 and we're still walking around with with uh, drawers that crack or, or khakis, fucking khakis or stiff, uncomfortable shits. I hate that stuff. Get some comfortable, soft pants that look good. The problem was comfortable, soft pants don't often look good. These just look like jeans. You can't even tell. You can't even tell that these are made. I believe it's 2% spandex and 2.5% rayon for extra comfort and movement that your man parts does, that require. And I was going to say desire. These are the best pants I've ever owned. I just have four or five pairs, literally, that I just rotate. I have them blue, dark blue. I have them in gray. I have them in black. I absolutely love them. They're so comfortable. You could sleep in them. I often do. They're made with specialized washing, so your jeans literally feel as soft as a baby's butt. You may even forget that you're wearing pants, and they're very, very high quality. I often will, I'm embarrassed to say, buy a nice pair of jeans. You wear them, heavy rotation, and next thing you know, you look at like the the inseam, and there's just a hole. They just wear out. These do not. As I just said, I wear them constantly, and they have really, really, really maximum durability. I haven't had to replace a single pair, and that is 100% true. And best of all, they're not khakis. Fuck khakis. And spare your nuts. The perfect gene for the perfectly imperfect men. Just 60 bucks when you use code WEIRDO at checkout. Liberate your lower limbs with the one and only perfect gene. Whether you're working with lemons or lentils, a three-leaf clover, or a big old honking eggplant, the perfect gene has you covered. Take a peek at theperfectgene.nyc. That's www.theperfectgene.nyc. Code WEIRDO for 25% off at checkout. And thank me later because they are the most comfortable and best-looking pants I have ever owned. Speaking of things that I'm wearing that support the show, this is my Apollo Neuro. It has absolutely changed my life. This is a piece of wearable technology. As you can see, if you're watching on the video, I wear it on the inside of my wrist. Valerie wears hers on her ankle. This is wearable tech that helps your body recover from stress and cope with stress if you're currently feeling stress. I'm often at an uncomfortable lunch or something and I'll put it on the meditation and mindfulness setting and it just gives me a dose of zen when I need it. 
how. It's vibrating. It sends vibrations into your nervous system in a way that your nervous system can understand. And I know that sounds like woo-woo. This is not sold in crystal shops. This is made by a board-certified psychiatrist and a neuroscientist. So this is hard science stuff. And it is basically a wearable hug for your nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. Uh, It has different settings for whatever you want to do. If I'm about to work out, I put on energy and wake up. In fact, the whole time I'm working out, I just keep it on energy and wake up. Keeps my blood pumping. Keeps my heartbeat up. Social and open is what I had it on all day. I was shooting something today with people all day. Helps me just ease into those social situations without that anxiety. Clear and focus. They have some very exciting data coming out about ADHD and the clear and focus setting. But I can say anecdotally, when I'm writing or I'm focusing or I'm reading, I have it on that setting. It just eases me into like a calm, not like a jittery, a calm, clear, focused state of mind. Meditation and mindfulness, wonderful when you're meditating. Probably the best setting though is the sleep and renew. I have it on while I'm sleeping. If I wake up in the middle of the night and I want to fall back asleep, it is wonderful to push these two buttons, rerun the last program you ran, and it helps lull you back to sleep. It actually gets better the more you use it. It was developed, uh, they've been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years, and Apollo's effects on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies. And I can say for me and for Val, it has absolutely made a huge difference. We've probably given more of these away to friends that are uh, dealing like we do with anxiety, with stress, like we all are. And uh, we've gotten such wonderful feedback. We're going to keep doing that, of course. You can also get 10% off and show your support of the show and give your body some of that much-needed support. Go to apolloneuro.com slash weird for 10% off and show your support of the show. That's apolloneuro, A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com slash weird. All right, everybody. Hope to see you at Largo. Hope to see you in Montreal. Hope to see you in Cancun. And in the meantime, enjoy We Made It Weird number 96. Get into it. Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, well, hi. Hi. Very funny, very, very funny, very funny universe. <laughs> um, we were driving, we're in OI, and we were driving up here, and I, we were making good points and thinking deep fucking thoughts <laughs> and then i uh i'm on my old well, i'm gonna turn the input up just a smidge i'm on my old laptop here and i have two portable mics and uh i went from being eco groovy <laughs> mm-hmm. and totally zen uh to trying to set up a two mic input for garage band and now and that I was about ready to burn burn the earth to the ground, <laughs> just filled with so much to unpack. Like it, it, the, one of the voices is like, "How are you going to get on this podcast and talk about peace or 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 whatever self love?" And when you're like boiling and so, I just hate when things don't work. Mm. Things that are supposed to do. One thing won't do that thing. Mm-hmm. Made this very clear. I feel like it might be one, just a real glimpse into how my uh, my noodle works. Meaning, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it's a neurotypical or not. I don't really care. But I'm just like, if something, if they're like, this is a staple remover and it doesn't remove staples, I want to throw it. 
I want to, I don't just want to throw it. I want to huck it. <laughs> like huck, huck fucking thin. I want to <laughs> huck, chuck, and fuck. And I've already <laughs> hucked today. <laughs> I want to huck it into the grand fucking canyon. <laughs> Do you know where the Grand Canyon is? Like, no, no shame. The reason I ask is because... I don't think I knew where the Grand Canyon was until I saw a license plate that was like, the Grand Canyon State. And I was like, oh, really? I I actually thought it went across two states, but that could be wrong. If I had to pick one, I would... You can't be grand and go in one state. There's nothing. Yes, there's nothing grand about being like, I can't cross into this state. That's not grand. Here's my guess, and it's dumb. I don't think it's dumb. Nevada and the one next to it. <laughs> okay, that's that's, that's you know it's dumb. not. I don't think it's dumb. I think it's <laughs> I think it's dumb, lightful. Utah, Utah, Arizona. Okay, well, Arizona is does share a border with Nevada, I think. Okay, guess who just showed up in their Alex Trebek pants? <laughs> I could you. be wrong. Remember when I thought China was landlocked? <laughs> Yeah, but you know, Val, I think that's like, remember when Jay Leno used to go on the street and be like, so is this China landlocked? And people would be like, I I think so. And they'd be like, look at these idiots. Yeah, I would have been one of those, especially with geography. But I don't think that's trivial knowledge, meaning to me, that means things that can be turned into trivia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not my favorite kind of knowledge. No, me either. In fact, that sort of brings us to our first and final point. This is going to be (laughs) the shortest episode. (laughs) But we, last night, so Val's mom is in town, which is how we're being able to record this right now, which is great. Um, And I, oh, before we get to this, so what we did, because I wanted to huck both of these fucking mics, they're, they're great mics, but I couldn't get the computer to recognize these great mics. Mm-hmm. And it started playing music out of them or trying to. Anyway, we were on the huck, chuck, and fuck, and I've already hucked today. <laughs> <laughs> what we did, I just liked That's it both the times. Full, it's the full name. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the huck, chuck, and fuck, and I already hucked today. <laughs> the whole, you mean the topic? Yes. Like the, the title of the, co- yes. Yes. What we did was box breathing, and I just wish someone had taught me, like, I think this podcast could be things I wish I knew in junior high and high school, Mm -hmm. because honestly, in junior high and high school, that's when I was having the most panic and the most, like, super anxiety. Like, if if you talked to me in junior high and, like, I trusted you, Mm -hmm. so, you know, you showed me some some magic tricks or something. And I was like, all right, you're cool. (laughs) The first word I would have used to describe myself in high school and junior high was anxious. That would have been the first, first word. Wow. And a little into college. I started to calm down a little into college. This this is going to sound kind of fake, but it's true. But when I found comedy, I started performing comedy. Mm. And I sort of found my lane. And I found my, not even my lane, my outlet. Mm. So I could... Start to start to kind of get into a flow state and feel like I belonged and all these sort of things. So it was beautiful. Well, before mm. we move on, I'm not just, moving on. I have to. We oh, have to talk about the technique. But go ahead. Well, I'm not oh, going to forget the technique. Yeah. Why don't you tell the technique no, first? Go ahead. And then I, I just was going to say. I would lean forward just a little. Just bit. a little. Okay. Because um, we're only on one fucking mic. 
<laughs> well, that's, well, that's how we saw. Say. Yeah, go because ahead. Because I do think this is very valuable. Like you were like, how am I going to talk about peace and light? But I think this is so much more valuable to people well, because you and I share this and we've talked about this, I'm sure, on the podcast where we only feel comfortable talking about things once we're on the other side of it. Yeah, I want to be all fixed up. And there's a there's and you did do box breathing and I think it did help, but I there if you're if you feel safe and are willing, I wonder I was just gonna ask, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I still feel a little a little wound up. I I a feel little... like that's valuable, like to hear somebody while they're actually in it. Yeah, you know how it, it manifests is like there's an icy, there's a light icy rain mm. uh, hitting hitting <laughs> the part of my cheek, what what I would call the peak of my smile. So if you were hiking my face <laughs> and you were like, let's find the peak of his smile, that's where I'm feeling like a light icy rain. But it's very light. It, it's It would have to be like it's barely raining. Mm. You know rain when you're out there and you're like, is it raining? Mm-hmm. And someone's like, no. But people <laughs> like, like us. It's raining, Bill. We're, yes. In fact, Bill, I feel like that's a good definition of us is like, we're going around going like, it's sort of raining. And people are like, it's not raining. Oh my God. And we're like, it is a little bit. <laughs> And then it starts pouring, and, like, and some knucklehead is out there, like, soaked. And we're like, I told you, you should have brought your umbrella, <laughs> because you, you can't wait for these things to be a downpour. Yes, that's, that that's, is very a very good description of highly sensitive people, which we are. Which is, we know it's raining yeah. five minutes before. That's what I wish my business knows. card would say. I know it's raining before you do. <laughs> And the rain might be dad's bad mood. It might be like oh. an unsafe look on your mom's face. But motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. I'm a meteorologist. God damn it. <laughs> so um, I feel, I, I just feel a little, but I also, I also get that like, my, my anger is like real, like Hulk smash. Since I was 20, mm. I would always picture Hulk in a very pristine, like porcelain white bathroom, mm-hmm. just smashing everything. Mm. And I've probably said this before, but it appeals to me if we ever go to Japan, Japan, I understand. See, Japan is like, <laughs> Japan is an island. Um, I, know. <laughs> I was just making my... Somebody, somebody chimes in and goes, it's actually a peninsula. <laughs> Whatever. It's just like, yeah. hey, peninsula people? Get you an island. <laughs> You're an island. <laughs> You're an island. It's actually a tributary. <laughs> You're an island. <laughs> You're an island. Hey, peninsulas with a canal between where it yes. connects, yeah. that's an island. That's two islands. <laughs> If you have a canal splitting you, you don't get a new word. You two islands. You trip. Let me contributary to your fund and tell you to shut the fuck up. But a very weird cause. Oh my god, we really dug our heels in just for the fun of it. You're so fun. So I want to get to what we did, but I I do wish I knew about. Well, two things happened. One was was why box breathing. We've talked about this. You breathe in for four seconds, so it's a slow inhalation. That wasn't long enough. Uh, You hold it for four. Now I'm stressed about this. And then you exhale for four. And then you hold on an empty lung for four. I'm just picturing like a YouTube video of somebody trying to describe it, and he's just getting more. That wasn't long enough. That was only made to seven. Well, the thing is, is like we tend to like, 
I don't know. We tend to like supermarket sweep our breaths. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just like whatever. <laughs> the clue cool. says I'm yellow potassium and I'm here for you. <laughs> and an easy to peel peel that you don't need to chew. <laughs> bananas! Bananas! <laughs> and they run and get the bananas. <laughs> But, uh, but that's how we're breathing. Is that clear? Does that make sense? <laughs> what I'm saying, y'all, is y'all, uh, you're not on supermarket sweep, so take a nice deep breath. That's right. And guess what? You're an island. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a delta. You There's know what so it is? Many words like, for island. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think any of those are island. Island is an island. But when people, I, and I, there's an example of what we're talking about. I don't know if it's Cuba. Cuba? Mm. Cuba? Yeah, yeah. As long as you ain't spelling it K-O-O-B-A, it's Cuba. <laughs> well. I'm just kidding. That was 100% JK. Yeah. I'm canceled. That would be the best thing to be canceled for. <laughs> Comedian canceled for saying Cuba is called Cuba. And then the, the anchor goes, well, I've been saying Cuba. And then he is canceled. <laughs> it just like spreads like contagion. Um, box breathing was great, but then also, Val, you said, you know what it is? There's there's a kid's book that we read about anger mm. to Val, uh, to Leela, forgive me. <laughs> I need to hear it too. <laughs> but Val does need a story sometimes to unwind. And it talks about this kid's angry because he wants something in the grocery store. And then it, it says... Daddy is close, but he sounds far away. Oh, and my God. And I was God. like, I'm sorry, who wrote this? Hemingway? Oh, I'm sorry, did I Ernest know. take a crack at a Love Every book? Oh. And that's how I felt. Like, I get this real tunnel vision mm. where the whole universe is me getting these microphones to work. Mm. And so it becomes a zero-sum thing. If I can't get them to work, everything's lost. And if I can get them to work, everything's fine. It's ridiculous. Yeah. In fact, in the latest ADD uh, escapades, I've been realizing that one of the reasons I think I I fluctuate between uh, infinite potential, which is what we sort of call the blinding white light of my mania, like I can do anything. This is my creative place. This is my yes place. I'll make plans. I'll plan trips. I'll make a new t-shirt, I'll write a script, all these things. Or, you know, and that's peppered with random bouts of, like, I get real stressed Mm -hmm. and real angry and real afraid. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same mechanism that's enabling both of those states. And that mechanism is I'm looking through a tube of of, uh, paper towels, Mm -hmm. you know, like a long tube. So if I'm pointing at Look at all of the jobs you have coming in. Look at all the friends you have. If those are in a small, tight circle Mm. and I can look at them through the paper towel, then of course, Mm -hmm. that's all I see. Mm -hmm. But if all I see is this job went away or you don't know what the future holds, it's the same. I, I think I'm being clear. It's the same device that enables like pretty footloose and fancy free ecstasy is is also, and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm interested in uh, potentially getting diagnosed for ADD because that's yeah. the first time I was like, oh, that's that's sort that's of what fucking I was things say. up. Yeah, I mean, and and I don't know that it is. I think it just is beneficial to know that about yourself, so that then in those moments you're not completely possessed, and you can at least go. I'm doing that thing where I'm hyper-focused on this. And that's why, it would, yes. But also I want to say, it. 
I, the, the like paper towel tube thing does sound like more of an ADHD thing. But also, just being a human being. Well, that's the H in ADHD, right? <laughs> yeah. Human dad, I think. <laughs> Very Attention good. deficited human, human dad. dad. <laughs> oh my God. Because it was all our dads. Happy when it was ice cream in the beach, but then when that paper towel roll was the empty gas tank and traffic. <laughs> He was or, just so happy on the beach. Poor guy. Or something rattling in the car. That was a big one for my dad. If something was like in the car, like a CD case, yeah. it was like, find the noise, find the noise. I'm haunted how hard I relate to that. Yeah. And I'm, uh, yeah, well, I okay. Mean, you were but, saying. So that, the but just being a human being means that we have emotions and most of the time, those emotions completely possess us. And then we, we all experience tunnel vision when we're possessed by an emotion. If I... I guess I just wish mine wasn't so small. You know what mm. I mean? Like little, 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 little baby things. Like little... Yeah, but I, again, I'm telling you, uh, it's again, I said it off mic, but like... Nothing in this world has made me madder than a printer that won't work can. So there is something specifically about technology. And I'm sure you also have sort of an identity of being kind of a techie person. Yeah. So then there's like a shame Thinking I'm supposed that. to be able to do this. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I should be able to. Well, isn't that interesting? You're going to a situation hoping that not only will you solve the situation, but you'll actually get a hit of identity and ego boost. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. So when, you're, when you can't, you're actually losing on two fronts. Yeah. You couldn't do it. And you also know that there was a, a little chocolate chip cookie at the end of that rat maze and you didn't get there Mm -hmm. and now you're just like tired for the effort and what was that for yeah and you've seen me get hulk levels of angry putting a car seat in well i did that this morning (laughs) i i tapped out it's I was the like, hardest I'm out thing of here. in the world, and it's always hard, and there's nothing you can do, and it's the hardest. <laughs> and I have, and we have two car seats, and one of them. See that we're, we've covered this. We're not even going to cover this again. Yeah. But friends are frustrating to me because friends suddenly now there's cars, and we're carpooling, and a car seat gets in someone else's car, and then that friend lives in Temecula, and now our second car seat is in Temecula, and I can't stand that. To a certain degree, that's embarrassing to me. But I'm just like, I'll just buy another car seat. And you're like, well, we'll see, Melissa. And it's like, no, we won't. We won't. <laughs> I like, know, but the But re- I, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying that's how I feel inside is I feel like going like, no, we won't. We're I not going to see Melissa. We're not. But this she is, lives in Temecula. This is a good example of the like, you only see the things that confirm your story. Yeah. Because the reason the car seat is in her car is because she took Leela to and from a camp that she gave us for free. So it was like for a helpful No, I, yeah, that's right. And but then when you But that's not happening in front of me. Yeah. It's not happening in front of me. But th- but it is just the storytelling of like then finding the it's like it it starts really small which is like this is really frustrating and then it goes just like what if I followed this path and it leads to friends are not worth it. That's right. <laughs> Because that's the only thing in the paper towel tube Mm -hmm. is how fucking unfair this is. Mm. And then I'll just, 
Again, we're looking for the same thing. If I can't get my identity boost and my ego boost from fixing the problem, then I'm going to win it back at the buffet. I'm going to get an identity boost and an ego boost from how upset I am. Mm. Not an ego boost in the traditional sense, but like a sense that I'm real because I wanted to to be... and to be acknowledged so badly that if I won't be acknowledged for being good, I'm, I'll at least be acknowledged for being angry. Wow, that's really something. <laughs> right? I think you're really onto something. Because that's what my all of our egos, I think, are addicted to existing. And I know that sounds absurd until you start playing around, mm. which to me is what, I mean, as you can, I can tell from this conversation how badly I need spirituality because it's, it's just putting all those bags down and just going like you can also just be you can also just not even be pete you can just put down the paper towel tube Mm. put down the ego trip and these are those happy smiling old men you see on the bus Mm. you're just like what are you smiling about (laughs) we're on the fucking bus (laughs) and he's like what are you frowning about and then he takes you to his lotus garden and you learn karate (laughs) I learned karate. (laughs) Well, I really, this is why I need spirituality because mindfulness is, as you know, a little bit different where it it is kind of the same, same, uh, I wouldn't even say ultimate, I was going to say it's the same ultimate goal, but that's not even really true. It just is when I get possessed, I can then learn to be okay with the fact that I'm possessed and this is it so what we're trying to do for Leela is widen her distress tolerance like right now she has you know she gets (laughs) near zero zero. but actually I was gonna say that and then I second guessed myself I think it's us I think we have a way smaller distress tolerance because that girl can rage for 45 straight minutes. And she's fine. And then she's fine afterwards. Yeah. We're the ones that are like, I can't handle it. So like, I really, really want to get more resilient in this way and have a wider distress tolerance to be like, I got, I'm got. i really mad right now. And I'm feeling really mad. And I know I'm really mad. Have and we? there's no problem. And this will pass. But I don't have to force myself to calm down right away because I can sit in distress for a minute. It's okay. Right. I don't yeah. have to rush through this so mm. that then we can, you know, it was like I had a friend that I was afraid was going to, I could sense that there was going to be an uncomfortable uncom- for me confrontation. And I could feel that I, I just was like, I just want it to happen already. <clears throat> like just say the thing right away because I can't stand just sitting in the distress of like, is she going to say something that hurts my feelings? Is she sitting there being mad at me right now? Is she like, I'm like, well, let's just get through it so then we can be on the other side of it already. Yes. And that's the real muscle to work out is like, it's, it's fine. There's no problem here. You're not bad for feeling this way. You have an intense emotion happening right now and we can allow it to be here. There's no... There's no well, that question. actually brings me to the point that I was embarrassed to bring up because I was angry about microphones. But mm. guys, as Richard Rohr taught us, holiness is wholeness. It's including all of it, yeah. including my anger over the microphones. And I really feel that in this moment. It was okay. It is okay. Still a little pissed. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I look at that second microphone over there as Val and I lean into this one, like Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. <laughs> Whenever they do that, aren't you kind of like, they got to kiss? kiss? Yeah, they got to kiss. kiss. They kiss. They're so close. Just kiss. Just kiss. It would be so funny yeah, if one of them was yeah. like, do you look like a lake? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they love each other. Just they kiss. love each other. They're close enough. Just kiss. Well just pucker up and have at love it. it love it up. Love I love it. Up. I bet. <laughs> oh, Joe. I bet having like being that close to Steven Tyler's lips, whether you are male or female or straight or not straight. Uh, that is going to be tempting. Were you there at the Ramdas retreat when he was... Yeah. Did you kiss him? Uh, <laughs> this yeah. is how I give, ask you. Give him a little smoochie. <laughs> you can't give Steven Tyler a little smoochie. Yeah. It was little on my end. It was very big for him. It's got to be weird to be an Aerosmith, but your face is the Rolling Stones logo. <laughs> In fact, that's why... I, I'm pretty sure about this. Steven Tyler started a band because... I could be wrong about this. Everyone thought he was Mick Jagger. What? Yeah, like in high school or something. Like people kept comparing him to Mick Jagger. I'm not saying. I mean, yeah, they're very similar. So they were like, and he was like, oh, I guess I'm a rock star. <laughs> but it wow. kind of, And that really speaks to like, if that is true, and I, I remember seeing that somewhere, that um, it, it does speak to like, he believed it. Like in that case, other people saw it and then he believed it. Mm. And then... He stopped, what I would say, is he stopped unconsciously making choices that was going to stop him from being a rock star. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He started unconsciously making choices that would, you know, favor becoming Mm -hmm. a rock star. Mm -hmm. Any who's a woos. um, Oh, yeah, this is what I was going to say. So this, oh, I was going to say two things. One is I've been practicing saying I didn't do it just now, which is why I love talking about this stuff because I really need to like you know, drill it in and repeat it till it sticks mm. is I've been getting, when I've been getting angry lately, cause you know, moving, we're moving, it's stressful. There's different things. Just saying like, I love, I love my anger, which is something that Ramdas said to me. Mm. I love my anger. And you say, I see you. I hear you. I love you. You're welcome. It's okay. You can be here. Mm-hmm. And then that old standard, if I feel this way the rest of my life, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's all of that acknowledgement that the emotion really, for some reason, bizarre, mm-hmm. but it wants. That's that's a weird thing to put on an emotion. But I feel like yes. it wants to be recognized. Oh, yeah. The system seems to, just like a car, it needs you to say, I see the check engine light. Okay, mm-hmm. I got it. Mm-hmm. Not ignore it. Not put black tape over it. That's right. Jack Kornfield says, all feelings really want respect. And my wonderful therapist says, all feelings really just want to be cradled. Well, that's what I've been getting out of I, I love my anger. And it's it's just like saying yes, thank you to things. It's like really confusing to mm-hmm. your meaning. Confusing meaning it's not what it's expecting. It's not resistance, which juices it up. It just goes like, oh, okay, he loves us. It's okay. He loves us. Mm-hmm. It's really, everything, everything is looking for the same thing. Not just other yeah. people are looking for love, but the feelings in you, which can feel like other people, they want love too. Yeah, I well, I wanted to say what I saw as a witness while you were feeling really angry. You do self-regulate. You were taking deep breaths. You were like covering your face for moments, which is a really good one. It's like mm. like taking a break from 
any more input. Yeah. You know, like making it dark and safe. I would have loved to slip into a sentry deprivation tank. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you were communicating that you were really mad. You were letting it out. Mm. And I was right here. You didn't take it out on me at all. You, you mean you handled it beautifully and you're talking about it right after. I mean, that's, I mean, and even being a little bit in it. Well, still. yeah. Thank you, Mama. That's, that's what we've been saying is what, what use are we if we don't have these moments? <laughs> like, it's good to be able to share them. And I think we, oh, sorry. It was okay. I was just going to say, I do think we get caught up. We, meaning everybody, but especially, or from what I see, you and I. Um, we get caught up in feeling ashamed that we had the feeling in the first place that we don't get our, give ourselves the credit for how good we are at Mm self-regulating. Like we don't see that. We, we think if I'm feeling the feeling that I'm not doing it and it's, that's not the progress report. We're going to feel those feelings that's going to happen. So it really is. What did I do during that? Right. That moment of possession to help calm my body down. And I, I'm just saying I'm a witness to a lot of good tricks that you used. Beat it. <laughs> so what's interesting, I I was, um, I don't know, I was just having like a really good dipped in moment. I was driving Leela to school and there was a bike in front of me and it had this little light. It was, it was a light... Uh, a square mm, I love this. and the light was made of four maybe maybe more it might have been eight but let's say it was four and the and it looked like it was going in a circle mm-hmm. like it was just making a circle and to our brains we string things together and we go that is a a circle light but really mm-hmm. it's not when you it, you could really see if you look at just one of the lights it's just blinking on and off mm-hmm. but whoever programmed this uh, just like any sign or video game too. It's just yes or no. Like it's just a bunch of lights that are either on or off, mm. but they time it in such a way that as soon as that one goes off, the next one goes on and it gives this appearance of movement. Mm-hmm. And the movement is beautiful. It was this like swirling, hypnotic, mm-hmm. beautiful circle pattern. That I, That's what drew me to it in the first place was that it was lovely. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, that's really, because again, I was feeling dipped in. I was feeling connected. I was like, that's us. Mm-hmm. We all we talk about this all the time, but it's a sine wave. You pick your sine wave, happy, angry, mm-hmm. um, remembering, forgetting, mm-hmm. meaning remembering you're not a stranger here, that you're a dignified, welcome, beautiful contribution to life, to all that is, mm-hmm. and as valid as any star or puppy, you are just as precious. Mm-hmm. So you can remember that and you can forget that. But of course, and I'm really guilty of this. I don't feel guilty. I'm just saying I do this. When I'm off, so what I'm saying is I'm a light. Mm. I go on. Oh, I'm happy. I'm lit up. I'm creative. I'm connected. I'm crying at music. I'm creating art. I'm being funny. I'm being generous. Then I'm off. Mm. I'm, gener- uh, I'm, I'm uh, greedy. I'm scared. I'm angry. I'm reclusive, uh, whatever it might be. And I forget. I don't feel like it's all God. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it's all one thing at all, whatever you want to call it. I just feel like we're all just a bunch of separate things. And that's off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and again, this is Richard. It's like when we are self-centered, when we get 
only interested in ourselves, which honestly is a lot of what our culture teaches us to do. Mm. If you're happy, the world is happy. And if you're sad, the world is sad. So when you're on, the world is on. But when you're off, the world is off. I can definitely relate to that. But what's beautiful about that bike light is that that was zooming out on all of life, Mm. meaning it is a beautiful light show that I do not believe is like just meaningless and random. I believe it is actually swirling like a symphony or a masterpiece. It's creating an image, Mm. a a changing image, like a jazz-like image, but it's beautiful Mm. and it's lit up and it's made from off lights and on lights. Mm. And when I'm just thinking of myself as a blinking light, that's when I feel scared, sad, depressed. I'm afraid to die. I'm afraid of fucking everything. Mm -hmm. But when I realize that when I'm off, it's just my turn to be off. And maybe people need what a light that's on needs is someone like me who's off so they can have the experience and the pleasure of helping me Mm. or whatever it is, whatever Mm -hmm. interaction we need to have. Maybe they get to have the interaction of forgiving me because I'm rude to them in a coffee bean. Yeah, or maybe you get the experience of seeing the beauty in the off. That's right. And that's really next level is going like, I'm off, we need off. Yeah. It's like, it's you know, you can do the same metaphor with a mosaic and we have before. If you're making a mosaic, you just want bright tiles, but that's not how art is made. Mm -hmm. When you zoom out, but I'm not even saying when you look at your life at the end, you'll go like, oh, it was the down times that defined the up times. That's still all about you. I'm actually saying when you zoom out and recognize that you're a bike light mm-hmm. and you're just one of the lights, yeah. when you're off, it's just your time to be on, then you're on. Mm-hmm. And at both times, you are no more or less a bike light. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be more or less accepted by this universe you just are this universe Mm. and we confuse the off times with being disconnected even though that's really just interpreting your feelings and your thoughts and your experience so i understand why you would as ultimate reality Mm. that's why we talk about it constantly on this podcast i think it's very interesting and i'm guilty of it too again i just mean i do it too when everything's going my way of course and especially when I was younger, this is proof that there's a God. And when things didn't go my way, I get divorced, my wife cheats. I'm like, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Really, to me, the name of the game now is recognizing that it's not really about the story of Pete because that that story is written on toilet paper that's on fire. Yeah. I don't mean shitty paper. I just mean very flammable paper. Mm. So it can't be about that. You know, hmm. it's got to be about something more than that. So something that exists outside of and irrespective of Pete's experience, not to diminish that. We can fly at that altitude if we want. But I was finding real Zen equanimity going like, oh, and I don't just mean mad at Mike's. I mean, those days mm. where you're just like, this is this is garbage. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, be that. Do that. Mm -hmm. Do that for a while. Yeah. This is what's here. Can I be with it? Yeah. And that, I think the the perspective, well, it's just a perfect metaphor. I love that metaphor. Oh, thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) You're welcome, Dad. (laughs) I said Mom, like Brits. Oh. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Mom. Like ma'am. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Was it on the podcast that we put together that Madam is where we get ma'am? You told me that. 
Mm, yeah, maybe because it's apostrophe. It's M A apostrophe M A M. Sorry, Madame. Madam. It's so close. Mm-hmm. Just drop the D. I feel like some mm. British shows that I watch they say marm, marm, and they say mum too. <laughs> they say mum. So what were you saying? You shouldn't. Uh, uh, let's drop this hand just because you're already quieter than me. Well, I just can't. I'm just trying to sit comfortably. All right, I'm going to move the microphone. There might be a noise. <laughs> Yeah, right. You just farted. <laughs> well, I'm also going to fart, but I was doing that to cover the noise of the mic. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, no, I I think it's a perfect metaphor. And just, it's it's everything. You've made this point before, too, of just being like, I'm, I trust that there is a bigger picture that I cannot see. Yes. Or I trust that I am part of something bigger. And it really does come down to trust because we can't know. Well, this is what Richard was saying. He's like, this is why faith became the cornerstone. He's like, Jesus talks about faith. I believe I'm getting this right. Even more than than love. Mm. Constantly talking about. And faith, by the way, doesn't mean being certain. Mm -hmm. It means being comfortable in being uncertain. Right. It's like a trust in something you don't understand but we have turned it into like no literal seven day creation the earth is this old when i die this is what happens in fact this is the order in which it happens it's like that's not faith it's the opposite it's supposed to be like you know i'm not sure Mm -hmm. but i know the heart of the thing that spun this which is pretty pretty wild i know the heart of life is good that's a john mayer quote yeah so that's surprising but that song is that is so perfect yeah um but yeah i've i've had moments before too where i get really pulled into darkness and i have to say to myself basically that exact thing i know the heart of life is good or i know that love is truer than this and and my brain will go but do you really Mm. because this is this is pretty true and I'm just like, I that it comes down to, okay, maybe not, but that's what I'm gonna trust in. That's where I'm gonna put my trust. That that like love is the ultimate, truest nature behind everything. Mm. And I've made this point on the podcast too, but just in case it helps somebody, because it really helps me, especially dealing with fear. It's like, okay, well, what is, you know, it's like that thing of um, there's really only two emotions, love or fear. Mm. Have you heard that? Mm-hmm. So let's assume that that's true. Because like hatred, sadness, all these things could come from fear. I would say yes or no, too. Yeah. Yeah. And we're back to blinking lights, by the way. Yeah. But fear is a biological response from our bodies to keep us alive. So even that is loving. Mm. That's what I've been saying to my my uh, my anger. Yeah. I'm like, I know you you're keep me alive, and you're trying me. to help me. Yeah, you are protective. Anger. Does... If a bear attacked me, I'd be really glad it was making me angry. Yeah, it would make me run faster and make me get those those sweet grizzly punches in. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna die, but <laughs> just two well, or three to the face. And we've experienced things from the Enneagram 8s that we ha- have in our lives. <laughs> Speaking of bears. <laughs> like like my sister-in-law is so good at this where like 
She gets mad on your behalf, and it feels so loving. That's right. It's uh, it feels so good to have yeah, it's someone be like. One of my favorite like, things. It's a, it's such a beautiful trait, and it's really a good reminder that that's what our own anger is trying to do too. Mm. It's just trying to protect and defend you and make sure that you're like not getting walked over and and really the again no, no emotion is a problem it's when you've completely identified with the motion uh, the emotion and even that's not a problem it's just limiting mm. you know mm-hmm. like it's not it's this, not in the full picture yeah and it's not this <laughs> fundamental flaw that you will you know that you are bad for having done and it's you're doing irreparable Damage. Yeah, irreparable. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you saw me question it. Because you were thinking of irreconcilable, maybe? Yeah. Um, but it's just a, It's just like, oh, this is just a little bit limiting. I just have tunnel vision and I'm not seeing... I'm missing out on some of the things. This is a tiny... We're going to take a tiny little break, but I do want to give... I want to close the loop in case anybody was interested. I've been lifting weights and that's been raising my testosterone and that was like the biggest issue in my life like i was getting so much more anger and other things that were good uh, mm-hmm. driving like maverick and all well <laughs> um you know <laughs> let's just say the mayor gave gave me the key to boner city okay it's the worst yeah you're like i don't want to gross don't, you don't, out don't, so don't, let me just no no none of this no. stuff the mayor of boner city <laughs> presented me with the key so and the key was just shaped like a dick of and, course and by yeah. presented i mean i presented <laughs> and he took what was offered oh god oh no um I just wanted to close that loop and say, like, it did. It's I'm closing. I'm into my third month of lifting. <laughs> you lift, bro? And I still love it. And Lance is amazing. He's my uh, trainer. I almost said tour guide. <laughs> He's the tour He's guide. He's my tour guide. To the gun show. He shows me around. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the lobby. God. This is the uh, arena. <laughs> you know, I could talk about that at length. There's, like, a weird... That, that is, like, a... a it's obviously not romantic, but it's a loving relationship. When somebody's like shepherding you mm. through something that's always scared you, mm-hmm. you feel this like warmth in the same way that I think you would for like a sensei or something. Sure. You're just kind of like, and you listen to them. Yeah. It's like a, a general might be a, a good example mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. is you're just kind of like, I follow his orders. He tells me to lift these things that I would not mm-hmm. otherwise. <laughs> and then like it builds this, one of the things that's sort of missing, I had it with Judd and stuff and Conan, but like you get this like sort of like trust. You're like, I trust what you're doing. And anyway, I just wanted to say it leveled off. So if anybody was kind of like, I'm going to see where this goes with Pete before I try it. Yeah. Uh, it, it does get a lot easier. Yeah. So when we come back from a, a very, very short break, um, I want to, we have some big news uh, about literally where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. 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 And two, I really, Val, I want to talk about what we did last night because it was mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful, mm-hmm. heart-opening and expansive experiences that actually gave me sort of a strange spiritual flashback. <gasps> All this and the key to Boner City when we come back. <laughs> 
Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Feels. What is Feels? It's premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. You guys know I love CBD. We've talked a lot about CBD on this podcast, but this is 100% true. Feels sent us some product to try out, so we, we were talking about working together. I put a couple drops under my tongue. I waited the 30 seconds, and when it kicked in, when I started feeling that general feeling of wellness, well-being, and calm... I was like, is this is this something new? It felt like something I'd never taken before. I've taken a lot of different brands of CBD and feels just took me to a different kind of cleaner, clearer experience, a, a better CBD experience. That's not in the copy here. I'm just telling you as soon as I tried it, God's honest, I went on their website and used my own promo code to order more and, and just became a subscriber. Feels is a better way to feel better. Their premium CBD will keep your head clear, helps you feel your best. CBD has been proven to greatly reduce anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. I take it before bed also, and that really, really helps. Navigating the world of CBD can be complicated, and at Feels, they look for to make the process as simple as possible so you can start feeling better sooner. If you are new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline, that is true, to help guide you through the discovery process. And if you know the right CBD uh, for you, Feels' hassle-free membership program is guaranteed to help you feel your best month after month or your money back. It's that simple. I like to get the most condensed one, the, the strongest one, and I just take less of it because they send. They actually sent me a little uh, flights of the three different kinds that they use. And I liked the strongest one. It was wonderful. So they are wonderful at guiding you in sort of a sommelier or a sommelier, depending on where you're from, of CBD. Shipped directly to your doorstep in only a few days. Feels is the new, natural, healthy, better way to feel better. Uh, like I said, it helps you feel better. It helps with pain, helps with anxiety, helps with sleeplessness, with no hangover and no addiction. It is absolutely the best CBD that I have found. And I joined the Feels community. You can join the Feels community, get your Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money. In fact, the discount is quite substantial when you subscribe on every order and you can pause or cancel any time. So become a member and get 50% off your first order. That's insane. 50%. Become a member and get 50% off your first order. I'm going to say it again. Become a member and get 50% off your first order. <laughs> Go to feels.com slash weirdo and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash weirdo to become a member and get 50% off automatically with free shipping. Feels.com slash weirdo. This episode is also brought to us by our friends at Babbel. I don't know about you, but I love to travel and Val and I, the top of our list is Espain. I say Espain. And if I'm going to go to Espain, I'm going to go and brush up on my Espanol. Do you understand? We all want to travel and we all want to. One of the most fun parts of traveling is to try a different language. And for all of your summer travels, whether you're going abroad or staying domestic and want to immerse yourself in the culture, now is the perfect time to start Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's ad addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your new destination. It's super fun, it's super easy, and it's super casual. It doesn't feel like going to school, it feels more like playing a game. And that's how they trick you into keeping your brain elasticy and expandy and not rigid. Learning a language is one of the best ways to stop your brain from turning into into graphite? 
Yeah, that's what they make pencils out of, right? With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by 150 language experts. That's human beings with pumping hearts. Their teaching methods have been scientifically proven to be effective, and with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, for me going to Spain, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and your accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can also access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Make your travel that much more immersive, that much more authentic and fun, and keep your brain healthy, active, and expansive. Language is so wonderful for that. So right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash weirdo. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash weirdo for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. All right. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Boom. And we're back. <laughs> okay. I think you might have held your breath that entire time. <laughs> I just was trying. I don't know how Katie finds those breaks, but I was like, maybe if we're quiet, it'll help. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that's a good way to do it. So let's do it in the order that I suggested. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in the Ojai house, guys. We're in the our o- new in house. We're going to spin. My God, we're so dorky. But we got the the crees. We got the crees to the hearse. And we think we're saying that right. Came up early this morning to receive our bed delivery then it w- it was delayed <laughs> so hey, it is not- i was really mad about that yeah and i don't think i let myself really feel it well okay you know that one was water off a duck's back because I, I i i you know microphones you know what it is it wasn't on me my mm. truck didn't break down yeah their truck broke down and it's way easier to forgive someone else than for me to be like hey today i just can't figure out two mics and yeah and you know what though i felt because I'm. I was really mad because we had to wake up at six, to leave at six thirty to be here because the window of delivery was eight thirty a.m. to ten thirty a.m. Right. And so we had to be here by eight thirty. Which and also, like, can't you fix the truck and still come? That's what I would have thought, but I was mad that there was no one to be mad at. It was nobody's fault. Yeah, that's His one of the worst truck, things. Like, if they had just said. You know, we overbooked today or something. And we could be mad. It would have been easier to be mad. But I was like... It's hard to be mad at a fan belt. I just... And one of the things you can... That will make me mad pretty fast, and this is embarrassing to say, is if you make me get up early unnecessarily. (laughs) I just hate... Do you think... I mean, I immediately was like... Well, what do we do? We go, this is our first day. This is the first day. Yeah. Me, you, and Leela. So that's why it's huge. We haven't even slept here yet. We're sleeping here here tonight. I've never walked around this house barefoot until today, which to me, for some reason, I was like, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, Val and I got a a house in Ohio. We're moving, which is incredible. Yeah. I, I hear people 
being remember when our friend Darren was like, "Don't go on talk shows and talk about it being you know." And I won't. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. But the podcast we're is different. We're, we're friends. Not we're like, all friends. We're, we're all not friends the here. self-proclaimed mayors of Ojai. We're lucky to get to live here, and it's not a. But it's an experiment, and there's yeah. no way we're an, an experiment. Meaning, I can't wait to keep everybody posted on what it's like. We're, yeah, we're doing that thing that, frankly. A lot of people in LA uh, talk about and mm-hmm. think about, and we actually we're actually doing it. First mm-hmm. of all, that puts us in a very special group that that can do that, which yeah, is really great. Privileged. I wasn't going to use that word, but now well, I'm tri- special I'm is triggered. worse. I'm triggered. What did I say? Special? Yeah, like a very I, yeah, better group. <laughs> just like a better looking, <laughs> better, bigger dick, more powerful. <laughs> no, 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 um, no. I, yeah, you're right. Okay, privilege. But so it's a privilege, and it's beautiful. And I want I want the pod this, especially the Friday episodes, to be like this is what it's like. We're now living in a five restaurant town. Yeah. And there's nature, and so far we motherfucking love it. We motherfucking love it. We motherfucking love it. Um. Yes. So, uh, it, but we're here, and sorry, more mic problems. <laughs> Great. 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 I don't even know what we're saying cause I, because I I won't even get into it. It cut out and here we're back. We're back. Who cares? Um, we're talking about oh, living in orchards, vineyards. Yes. It's beautiful. I, I guess I don't even really have much to say other than welcome to the Ojai chapter of We Made It Weird. And we're super excited to yeah. keep you guys posted on what it's like to be like rocking chair people. I know. I'm so excited. It feels really correct and aligned and i feel so lucky that i get to live here yeah and since we've met i mean since before we met i think since i was about 22 21 or 22 i wanted to have a farm dream like live on a farm grow my own food wear overalls make dinner sit by a fire pit with friends this is just like felt. well, I think that's the experiment. You put it really well. Is like we want our entertainment to be not eating sometimes at three different restaurants in a day. In a day, yeah. And I'm not. There's nothing wrong with that. It's wonderful living in a city. Yeah. But I'm really curious what it's like. Like we have Ojai goals. We'd like to cook more. Mm. I want to start riding a bike, which. Yeah, I understand it's it's something that you can pick up again. Mm. <laughs> Quite it's easily. Like, it's like something. I can't remember what they say it's like. It's but. like it's like it's riding a bike, but it's like, it's not that. But It is not like rollerblading, which you cannot pick up again. <laughs> and, yeah, true. I tried. And that's so cute. You did try. I tried once. I went around the corner. I fell hard on the concrete hurt my hip and both of my wrists, and then never tried again. Oh, mom. It was... Sorry. It, it's... No, 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 no. I, I, I guess in my mind, I'm like, someday I will try again. But it's so crazy how old your body is. And I guess it had been over 20 years since I had rollerbladed. Rollerblading's always been elusive to me. <laughs> but, you know, this is a... We're trying to, it's almost like dopamine fasting. It's like, I'd mm. like to see what it's like to slow down a little bit, mm. to have quiet. Jeez, we've talked about how sensitive I am. I'm really excited to be in a quieter place. But then we're also like sort of, you know, preventatively or or um, deliberately anticipating that there might be 
spikes of like, what are we doing? Oh, I'm sure there. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure that there will be, but. Well, we know someone who lived up here and they were like, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. There's I, just going to be mornings where you're like, what are we doing? I'm 90 minutes away from, from me, like think, a set or something, which so far has been fine. I think it is a, a possibility, but as my therapist says too, is just knowing that like it's all on the menu and it doesn't mean that that's true. Like it's okay to have seasons where we feel like, oh no, did I make a mistake? But that doesn't mean that you did make a mistake. But honestly, that's been the, we've been talking about just how difficult it is to move. Obviously there's all these logistics and, you know, things that you need to take care of to do it. But there's also this like, it's hard to mm. go on an adventure. It's hard to like make a change. It's mm-hmm. it's it's scary. Me and and that's so. What I'm saying is, there are people, privileged people, that could and will never. And so I'm saying there's still an element of like, whoa. Yeah. But whenever you say it's all on the menu, that's what makes me feel so safe yeah. in the relationship. Is if and I don't think this is going to happen. I'm so like to the point of tears, happy to be here. Mm-hmm. And I'm also just sort of like, look, if there's a day where Petey had it in traffic and it took three hours to get home for some reason and mm-hmm. I have to turn around and go back that night or something, mm-hmm. I don't know what situation this is. Mm-hmm. It, it's just wonderful. Jennifer, your, your therapist is right. It's all on the menu, but mm-hmm. I feel safe in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the past, obviously my, my ex-wife and I moved to a, terrible part of upstate new york which i absolutely hated it's nothing like this it's completely different we had no career we had no friends nothing different but i couldn't even tell her i didn't like it and that's what made it worse Mm. it was like a little dirty secret Mm. but now i feel like if i have a day where i'm just like this was dumb and we'll talk about it Right here on We Made It Weird on WKRTRTRTRT. <laughs> okay, let's let's get out of here because we got to go get Leela from the park. But I want to say she's with my mom. She's not just at the park. She's just smoking hand rolled drum <laughs> cigarettes. At I the bet park. people did that. Actually, I know somebody who was in my writing class. I'm just making sure that she didn't. Uh, text me. Um, this that, is... whose mom would just drop them off at a theme park as babysitting wow it was different times but it also wasn't safe even then it was the 80s look epcot or better i'll do it (laughs) um what so let me tell the story because it was your special night bill i don't mean let me tell i just mean like i'll (laughs) let me tell the story because it was your special night (laughs) what i mean is it was your special night and i want to talk about how amazing it was and i don't think you're you know yes i got at liberty to talk that way you Mm -hmm. could i guess Mm-hmm. Val has been going to a choir for like she had eight rehearsals with this community choir. What's it called? Landlights Community Choir. If you're in the LA area, you have to join. I'm going to tell you if you like to sing, Landlights Community Choir in LA looks like some of the most fun I've had since summer camp. Yeah. And that's saying a lot. There's no audition, there's no sheet music. The director seems like a dream. He is. The people are so happy. So anyway, there's actually been times um, where you had choir practice and I, like, for some reason had to cancel something or, like, was, you know, there would have been something I needed to do. And, and you were like, I have choir. And I'm like, but I booked a spot or something. And mm-hmm. so there were even times where I was like, 
choir. Yeah. I'm at home with the baby. Baby won't go down because mama had to go to choir. Well, I think, so, can I? Not all the time, but that, that happened once. Well, and I think that's important to the payoff of the story. Absolutely. And I can I like go more in depth than that? Because yeah, because I, do I don't remember. So first thing is I did this last season uh, so that it's like two seasons a year. And last season I joined the choir and um, I just forgot to put it in the calendar that I had choir every Wednesday, choir practice. And so you kept planning things and I kept having to miss the practice because that really is on me. Like I, it's not in the calendar. You booked something for that time. Yeah. The voice of my frustration when keys are lost or things aren't in the calendar is it's a simple system. Yeah. So I would like take it on the chin and not go to choir because I didn't put it in the calendar. Quite a few times. And so I missed it a lot. And then I, I messaged the director at the end and was like, I've missed it a lot, but I've listened to the, Dropbox of the parts and I've been practicing so can I like still do the performance and he was so sweet and was like absolutely and then I got COVID right like two days before the performance 19 COVID-19 that's the one and I was so bummed and I'm on the WhatsApp you know thread of the choir so I got to I had to like had to and got to see everybody's pictures and the videos from the performance and I was so bummed so this time I signed up and instantly I put them all in the calendar and I was like I'm going to this fucking choir I'm doing it yeah and and you did do pretty good but it is already hard for me to be like this is my time and I'm taking this time and and especially if it's inconvenient to you I'm like like I instantly want to be like, no, 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 it's okay. I won't do it. But I really tried to not do that. Do you remember what the conflict was? One of them was that you had a call that got. (coughs) Oh yeah. We pitched a TV show and that's a whole other thing, but sufficive to say. (laughs) That's it is. No, it's sufficed. Suffice it. It's suffice it. No, it's suffice <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's suffice, suffice it to say. Let's see. <laughs> well, the internet's going to be wrong all over the place. Suffice. I mean, this is going to be one of those Suffice-ive. things where it... What does it mean to say? Yeah, it's... Uh, wait, suffice, to, suffice it to say is a phrase used to... Oh, it's suffice it. Yeah. I'm so glad I was right. I just would be really embarrassed. Or suffice to say. Suffice suffice it to say or suffice to say. What? Suffice to say. Every time anybody's ever said suffice to say, I think you're using your I always said sufficive. Um, Well, this is a humbling moment and I'm happy to have it. I welcome it. It's better you than me because I used to teach English, so. (laughs) I was an English major, but But come on. at Gordon. (laughs) Okay, that's what my (laughs) meant, but I had some great profs. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Gordon College is great. Uh, Mark Sivik. Well, these professors are great. Yeah. Um, And I liked liked my experience at Gordon, but I do not necessarily know how it is these days. Okay. Um... Uh, Suffice so it to say, you had this call. Well, oh, I had choir practice. And, and okay, so 
this is what Richard's always saying. The brain, one of the things that makes the brain so tempting to side with the brain, the mm. thinking mind, the logical mind, is that it's right. Mm. Like the heart can't really battle the brain. The but, heart is like, Let, uh, let's, eat, uh, let's eat candy in the sunshine. And the I, brain is like, but there needs to be hay in the barn. And like, it's like, okay, he's right. But also, I know... Every time you say this, and I think I said this on the podcast too. You did, because you were married to somebody? Is this what you're going to say? Well, I won't say that part, but I was just going to say, the brain is right to the brain. Yes. (laughs) It's like, it's always right, yeah, to the brain, but the heart is playing by different rules. Completely agree. And so it's not correct. It's not right to the heart. Right, but the heart will never apply to what we call logic and logic sure. is a system of thought that was developed by the greeks <laughs> yeah and the brain loves to think that logic is the most important thing in the world totally so here's the logic i have a show i want to pitch it's a big deal we only have two pitches this is potentially my life our, and not only my life but my livelihood mm-hmm. i have a, a phone call to plan the pitch the night before the pitch Mm -hmm. it keeps getting moved because i have a very busy day and i move it to like 8 30 which is when leela's usually asleep Mm -hmm. and leela that night of course didn't go to sleep Mm -hmm. so i'm in i'm doing all the things i can do like cheating Mm -hmm. staying in her room rubbing her arm whatever it might be Uh, And then I try to sneak out at 8.30 and she's still awake. And and I just, you know, sometimes I just say what's actually happening. My dad has a phone call. He has to work. And then during that call, I wasn't very uh, available. And it's important um, because Leela kept getting up. Mm -hmm. And that was when my brain was like, how can Val be at a choir right now? Mm -hmm. Must be nice at a choir. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's important to to note. Let's let's put that story in our pockets. By the way, when you came home, I just dispassionately was like, I had a little spin out because Leela didn't go to bed. And I I don't even know if I, I certainly didn't belittle it or anything like that. No, you handled it really well. I felt really bad, but that wasn't because of how you made me feel. And then actually it led to that really good conversation the next morning where oh, we both just want respect. We both just want, yeah. Respect want, what I'm doing and I'll respect what you're doing. But like, we need to like deliberately tell each other, I respect your choir. Like that, yeah. I it's worthy of my respect and I give it to you. And you need, and you go, I respect your work. It's mm-hmm. worthy of respect and I give it to you. But yeah. like, just so silly. Maybe it's not silly. It's just so something. These needs, these basic needs. Yep. Uh, but anyway, that was a great conversation. Yes. So anyway, last night was the choir, and just real quick... It was the performance. It was the performance. I sat in the front row with your mom, Mm -hmm. and from the moment it started, first of all, just you guys walking out, it was Mm -hmm. a pretty small room, and everybody's wearing like sparkly, bright colored things, and smiling, Mm -hmm. and like just the sound of however many people it is, 30, 40... Uh, in the choir? Yeah. yeah, probably about that. The sound of 40 people as one voice. I know singing different mm-hmm. pitches and stuff. But like, I just started smiling. The biggest smile. And the first song was sunny. Dun, dun, dun. Thank, Thank you for the sunlight you give to me. <laughs> My own lyrics. Yes. And I grinned. 
a grin I don't remember giving the order for. Sometimes you smile because you're like, someone's taking a picture. And mm-hmm. sometimes you just are smiling. Yep. Didn't stop smiling. Mm-hmm. And was just receiving this joyful, innocent, gorgeous, yes, spacious, beautiful energy. Mm. And then I just felt like it was being shined onto me. And then I would just, I would just let it bounce back to them. And, and then it just creates this like echo chamber of, mm. of beautifulness. Mm. And then I'm like, for most of it, I was just not like crying, but like, Tears were just coming down my eyes because it was just so mm. beautiful. And you were right in front of me, just watching you kind of like dancing. I'm dancing, everybody's dancing. And I was like, oh my God, the answer to life can seem so simple in moments like mm. that. You're like, it's us. Mm. We, other humans, we need to get together. We need to do things that are beautiful Mm. together. Mm -hmm. Then we should show that to other people. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for me to have a a, a theater-going experience where I really, like... It's meaning it's not my natural state to be a person that's like, music feeds me. Mm. It's my food. Mm. I need it or I die. Mm. But in that moment, I felt like a flower... And finally, the sunlight was shining on me. I was like, oh, my God, it's asking nothing of me. It's just giving and giving and giving. I'm crying and smiling and dancing. <laughs> and every song was beautiful. It was like 50 minutes, which is like perfect length. The songs were so fun. There were old people. There were, when I say this, I say it out of love. There were people that were great at singing, natural singers. And there were people that were singing just fine you know what I'm saying that's not me making fun of them that wasn't the point Mm -hmm. in fact that's what was gorgeous it was like everyone eats at this table the crowd was asked to sing and frankly we were a mixed bag you know what I mean like (laughs) but everyone was asked to sing Mm -hmm. everyone got fed no one was charged I know we were charged money to get in but like no one was taxed or drained mm-hmm. it wasn't like the the actors are going into the audience to find the bald guy and put their drink on his head it wasn't <laughs> like that it was just pure generosity mm. and life and light and I said this when we got home it's so funny of course I'm saying it on the podcast but when you guys were singing here comes the sun no you were singing three little birds mm-hmm. so every little thing's gonna be all right right and while you guys were singing it, your joy and the light of the performance and 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 I, I, sorry to step out one more time, it it was exceptional. But I don't think other groups couldn't do it. And that's actually what if they have a yeah. great director yeah. and put in the work. Yeah. But that's that's the encouraging thing to it. Meaning anyone listening, I'm just like, get the fuck out there and do it. I don't yeah. care how good you are. It, it's literally like the heart. The heart was front and center that night mm. not the head the heart the heart the heart and I actually while you guys were singing every little thing's gonna be alright I was in I was like transported to that space of like th- what that song means to me is like it doesn't mean circumstantially everything's gonna be alright it means when every even when things aren't going right mm. the indivisible nature of the of what's animating and and what's behind everything that's happening, whether it feels right or wrong, it's truest nature. And your truest nature is unborn, can't die, is just the most spacious, 
wide open Arizona Arizona Grand Canyon mm. yes of 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 love of mm. of welcoming grace and wah. and as I was listening I I remembered my 5MEO DMT trip mm-hmm. and I saw it sort of overlain mm-hmm. and it's not actually that hard to imagine because what I what I remember about my DM my 5MEO trip isn't actually my 5MEO trip it's how my brain tried to make sense of what it was because right. it can't hold on to it yeah. but it's like this swirling it's like a sandstorm of of you know khaki and purple sand but every grain of sand is just the most juicy, spacious heart. Mm-hmm. These words, words fail. Mm-hmm. But it's just a swirling, spacious, there's room for everything. Everything mm-hmm. is supported and held. And I got it from a group of people singing and giving. Mm-hmm. And all I had to do was sit there. I was like, this is Babette's Feast. This mm-hmm. is Chocolat, when they all cook the meal together. Yeah. This is what happens when human beings get together and instead of building weapons and mm-hmm. and walls and another church to rival that church because they're splitting on this doctrine and mm-hmm. rah, 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 it was just yeah. old young varying levels of ability it didn't matter it opened a portal to tear evoking joy and it was yeah. so close Mm. any bus any subway car on new york city at rush hour is filled with 15 20 people that could do that Mm -hmm. and so when i watched you guys that did do it yeah i was like oh my god we're all sitting on boxes of gold but we never look in the box but when i watched that show i was like these fuckers open the box (laughs) and instead of hoarding the gold they gave it away Mm. practically for free so that's what i wanted it was beautiful oh thank you so much oh the mic the mic hasn't been on just kidding (laughs) edit all of that out um no i what was your experience well first of all i just want to say that made me so emotional because it's just really is and i know i say this to you sometimes I get this, and I have since I was a kid, like this overwhelming loving feeling towards human beings, like towards the human experience. And the thing that I say to you often is like, oh, human beings are so darling. Like they're just, darling is the exact words. And I know there are people who do atrocious, awful things because they were wounded and then there's and they didn't get the love that they needed but the like human design is that we are so permeable and so affected and so so fragile but in the it's like it's not that we're fragile actually we're pretty resilient it's that we are soft we have soft fronts we are life affects us other people affect us we can be wounded we're tender we're supple we're alive and we and we need each other we need each other we need each other that's in our design that we need each other and that isolation is worse than heart disease yes and that we like you're, you kept saying that we were giving to you guys, but it was so reciprocal. It was like we were, it didn't feel like giving at all. It felt like you, 
maybe we were giving you these songs, but you were giving us this witness to this thing that we like worked on Mm. and we got to have witnesses to it and we got to share in that. And it was just this cycle of like love going out from us, going into you, coming back to us. And it was so, it really is like what we were designed for. And that is why it was holy. And I think that is why it can't your five meo trip came up because you had a, a holy divine experience and yeah. and that this was another holy divine <laughs> sacred experience well the five meo experience was that like all the colors bleed into one right yeah. so it's everything was in one place mm. again words fail but like it's like if you could put all of the universe into a chestnut Mm-hmm. And then you could jump into the middle of that chestnut. That's that's what it felt like. Yeah. So of course, voices you joining, merging into one voice. Mm-hmm. I can't. I told you I couldn't sing in that choir. And it's not because I don't like singing. It's because I'd be crying the whole time. I know. And that's really the the great gift of you in my life and mm-hmm. and music and like that in general, is that like, you know, forty three got bills and whatever it is responsibilities and sometimes you just as talk about the paper towel tube sometimes you just see how serious you can be mm-hmm. and like pinched you have to be mm-hmm. and you forget that you're that that you were the little boy who you know before the anxiety of junior high and high school became the defining characteristic the defining characteristic was light was just like a sweet, open-hearted boy mm-hmm. who would cry when he saw a squirrel got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And then you go to that show and you're like, oh, that that's always been me. I I'm care about there. everybody. Yeah. I love everybody. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. the, and like the guy that sits in traffic and just doesn't like someone's sideburns mm-hmm. and wants them to fall off a cliff. <laughs> he's a defender. He's, yeah, he's, he's there because he's scared that everyone's going to hurt him and take from him. Tur- the little boy. The, yeah. The soft. Or, yeah, or, or him. Or him. Yeah. Or betray him or abandon him. Mm. So we develop all of these armors. But yeah. in those, in great movies, but also 10 times more than any movie, that night I was like, sorry to make it so much about me. I didn't mean it to be about my response. Like no, it was love. your performance and your the smiling and the like you were smiling like your truest smile i was the, I, well that you asked my experience and that was a hundred percent but i'd rather tell you what it was you <laughs> <laughs> my experience was i was as happy as i ever have been yeah 10 out of 10 the happiest i get and i had the good fortune and I'll give myself credit, the, the practiced good sense of savoring it and mm. recognizing in the moment, this is as happy as I get and I'm going to open to it and I'm going to savor it. And I couldn't stop smiling to save my life. I yeah. couldn't yeah. have stopped smiling for anything. Yeah. Like it was that cheeks hurting, yes, smiling. Me too. And I, I was wearing a mask, but I was, uh, it was and I just could see, frozen. And I, my eyes, I want everyone to see that I was smiling. 
I just because I know what it's like to be on stage, and I'm like, oh yeah, and be I, be the face I wish I could see. And so many of the weirdos that come to shows are, but yeah, keep going. Well, I saw you. I saw your eyes. I don't know if you know it's if it's just because I know you, but I could tell that you were crying just like from the shape of your eyes. Mm. And I wanted to say that that and to thank you for this. What a gift that you are my partner, and that I could have an experience where. I felt so moved and so affected and felt so my truest, highest, best self. Mm. And you were like, mm-hmm, I, I feel that too. I see that, of course. Like you were affected by it the same way. Because I know that, you know, I, I know a lot of people who have partners that that wouldn't have been the experience or I've had partners where that wouldn't be the experience where you do feel that way. And then the person is just kind of like, I don't get it, but I'm happy for you. Well, it's you know? funny. I actually think it goes back to what we were saying, not to make everything a lesson, but like we work, we work at respect, you know? Mm-hmm. And because I know you respected my f- phone call or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it frees me up to be, to not have my guard up. Like there's not yeah. a, there's not a, it's not like an exchange of resources. Like who's hoarding the resources. It, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I know it's exactly like, what you mean. We do a lot of work and just talk about everything, frankly, yeah. in, in spacious ways that things are pretty balanced. So it doesn't feel like, well, if I love this, then I'll be encouraging her to fuck me over on more <laughs> phone calls. You know what I mean? So it's all, yeah, but it was, it was kind of undeniable. Like I, well, I gave you guys a standing ovation, and I was like, and the whole crowd did not stand up, <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is this partial standing ovation? What more could you possibly want? Like, what did you think it was gonna be? Yeah. Like, what do you want? Yeah. Like bundles of cash and cake. Like, I really don't. It think was. I know. It couldn't have thinking been a reflected. It a reflection on. But I. From the first song, I knew it was a standing ovation situation. Mm, yeah, and maybe people would feel awkward standing up. It was a, it was a pretty intimate. Yeah, group. I think that's what it was. But I was going to say, but I was in the front row. I'm, I'm the trendsetter of the audience. So now you're just following the seven foot eleven guy who stood up <laughs> to clap. Anyway, that's not my point. I don't mean to sully this this love fest. Yeah. But it was just, you know, it's just so funny that Louis C.K. I know. You know, meaning conflicted aspects of him aside, uh, has that bit about, oh, we have to, we, if we talk to God now, would be like, he's like, what are you doing all the time? All you do is work and you're all stressed out. And he's like, well, we have to work. He's like, why? Well, we need money. And he goes, why? And he's like, well, to buy food. And he goes, food? <laughs> I left that shit everywhere. <laughs> I put that Didn't shit you look on the that ground. on the ground? Yeah. I put that, yeah, I put that shit on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And that uh, is, again, I, I don't want to be insensitive to people's feelings. I'm just saying that bit is an Academy Award winning bit. It, it, yeah. To me. Yeah. That yeah. bit has every Oscar that year. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think about it all the time. But similarly, it's like, well, we go out on dating apps and we try and 
meet friends and and we go to bars and it's like why and he's like well for love and it's like i left that shit on the ground yeah you know what i mean like all the and there's there's plenty and it's free and it's greater than the sum of its parts 20 Mm. 30 people singing Mm. could fill a thousand hearts Mm. i don't know Mm. but more than 30 yeah yeah so it's it's just one of these things where i was reminded just as we were talking today also about how Richard Richard Rohr, as a person, the time I've spent with him, has really taught me how to love. I can't always do it, mm. but it's always just like, oh, Valerie, the way you sing and your gift. And he just does it so egolessly, so agendalessly, mm. but he names it. Mm. He calls it out. He doesn't play the game of like, well, this person wants me to validate them. Mm. What a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. He, and he's not even doing it to silence you. He's just giving it. And what that choir was doing was like, we're just going to give it. Mm-hmm. We're just going to give it. Mm-hmm. And not only that, we're going to enjoy giving it mm-hmm. so much that the giving becomes receiving. It, it inspired me for comedy, too. I was like, I got to make my comedy. And, and when it's at its best, it is. But I need to remember to make my comedy this like emptying and filling up at the same time mm-hmm. of the audience and myself. Mm. Um, yeah. Do you have anything that we should go? We talked for longer than we planned, and Leela's yeah. probably a cooked chicken. She has sunblock on, but. Yeah, we should go. Um, I love this chat. Yeah, and first so one good. in the house, first I one in the OI house. And We're it, so happy to share this with everybody. Yeah, and really the like, the, the choir and all of that, the good vibes that we all cultivated last night does match the vibes of the house, doesn't it? It feels, it feels like we, if the blah, if the choir was a blob of blue paint, mm-hmm. we put our finger in it and we just smeared it in <laughs> all the way up to Ojai and we're, <laughs> I still feel it. Yeah. And sidebar, so nobody, this isn't essential, but the pitch, I pitched a TV show to two places and, and it went really well. Yeah. So talking really about different well. altitudes, like, part of the reason why I've been feeling more dipped in and looking at bike lights and seeing that sometimes we're on, sometimes we're off. It's because I happen to be in an on place right Mm -hmm. now. And a lot of that has to do with like doing work and suffering through phone calls and Mm -hmm. making missteps and correcting it and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm hopefully we'll have some news about a show soon, which would be really, really exciting. Yeah. Okay. So lots to lots to keep you updated on, but thanks for joining us as always. Yeah. I'm Pete. I blanked on my name. <laughs> Pete Moss, I think. Pete Moss. <laughs> and this is Valerie Moss. <laughs> yeah, right. And this is Rich Voss. <laughs> um I lo- I like Rich Voss. He's never done the pun. Oh yeah, get the he get him on there. Seems like a secret sweetie. I'd love to I'd love to uncover unearth his secret sweetie. Meaning he's 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 loves being rough and funny on stage, but I bet he's a sweetheart. Yeah. From what I know, he is. What sure. is this? What is this? Just what end. We got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I know. Um, go go ahead and keep it crispy.